0: Stimulus checks are being spent on dildos, tigers, guns, and stripper poles. A man is forced to quarantine in a ghost town with a gruesome past. And can the coronavirus be spread through farts? These are the Weird Stories for Monday. This is Weird AF News. I'm your host, Jonesy. This is the only daily weird news podcast hosted by a comedian. Thank you for joining me today. I got some weird stories from around the country. Glad to do them. Stimulus checks are being spent on dildos, tigers, guns, and stripper poles. Welcome to America, (laughs) y'all. Americans began receiving, as you know, the beginning of these coronavirus relief checks this past week. Maybe you got yours. Many people are taking to social media to brag about their purchases. Some of these purchases are savvy. Some of these purchases are quite strange. While many are using this cash to pay the bills and necessities and the living expenses to get them... Through this virus, others are putting the money towards some strange, hilarious impulse buys, as you can imagine. People are bored. Among the more trivial items, this article says, people have reportedly used the the money for things such as inflatable dinosaur costumes. Although the buyer argues that the $35 purchase was totally worth it. Here's a quote from this person who bought a dinosaur costume. I actually have good use for this dinosaur costume plus Look at the price, man. I should have bought two. (laughs) Another person wrote on Twitter, F it. I'm buying a stripper pole with my stimulus check. We have to invest in our future. That's a future exotic dancer, I assume. Some are jokingly planning to team up so they can use their economic impact payments to buy such things as baby tigers. Here's a a quote from somebody who's probably a fan of Tiger King. Hear me out, yo. Who wants to... Combine their stimulus checks, and then we can buy a tiger, a whole tiger. Yeah, as opposed to a half a tiger. Buy a whole tiger. It's hard to argue a canopied bed is ever essential, but one mother bought a princess-themed canopy bed for her child. That's great. The same argument goes for a woman who used her check to buy a high-end sex toy, although she admits that she bought the stimulator only after paying off a credit card. Well, good for you. So as you can see, people are buying some strange things. I don't know what you've bought with your money. Uh, My money came in, surprisingly, um, and I'm going to use it to pay bills because uh, I moved to a new apartment that I can hardly afford. And uh, (laughs) I thought that I'd have a lot of work before I agreed to move to this apartment, and it looks like that's not the case. Uh, So you won't be seeing me buying stripper poles with this stuff. Uh, One hobbyist admitted the entire stimulus check was uh, indulged in paintball, paintball equipment. While another one bought a pair of Yeezy shoes. I don't know what Yeezy shoes are, but then again, I'm not cool. At least one entire stimulus check and possibly additional cash went towards buying a Bird 1 e-scooter, which retails for $1,300. Others are purchasing personalized items from celebrities uh, with their stimulus checks. I don't know why you would waste it on such things. Um... Some people are sensible. One woman chose to put part of her check back into the stock market, it says here, as a savvy investment, Uh, and some people have actually donated their money to uh, their favorite charities. Uh, These are good moves with the money, I think, but uh, I think any good move with the money is is anything that isn't completely stupid and, and impulsive, such as a stripper pole. I mean, I mean, unless you're going to use it to work out. You know, we are, we have to work out in the home now. We don't have access to our gyms anymore. So maybe a stripper pole is good. It does give you a good workout. But like an inflatable dinosaur suit, I mean, this isn't a, a place for your money to go. It should be going to, to very important things like food, bills, and drugs. Am I right, guys? Yes. I cope, I mean, when I say drugs, I mean copious, copious amounts of c- caffeine. Coffee mostly, just buy bags and bags of coffee you know, store up as much as you can. You don't know how long you're going to be isolated. And coffee is something you need to get through the day every day. If you're going to use it every day, it's a good purchase. Am I right, guys? And thank you for the coffee, those of you who have sent it to me. And meanwhile, please call into the show. Tell me what you bought with your with your stimulus check. I'd love to know. if it's Is it something weird? Is it something plain? I'd just love to know that you guys are out there and you're surviving. Uh, 646-450-2012. I'd love to hear from you, weirdos. <laughs> a man has been forced to quarantine in a ghost town with a gruesome past brent underwood learned a very tough lesson don't spend millions of your dollars on a ghost town in which you have to self isolate the 32-year-old marketer took sheltering in place to the next level when he became trapped in a california ghost town that he recently purchased the problem is there's no running water and a snowstorm has him trapped in this ghost town plus it might be haunted as well <laughs> this story is amazing uh, here's a quote from him when I first got out here I was in a t-shirt and I was enjoying myself and then it snowed for four days straight and now there's no way to get out I can't leave what's the name of this town it's called Cerro Gordo it's a former silver mining town it's actually one of the largest if not the largest uh, mining town in California's history it comes with a murderous history as a matter of fact he he purchased it for 1.4 million in 2018. Aside from monthly visits, Underwood has largely left this ghost town in the care of a full-time caretaker for 21 years, somebody named Robert. When the scope of the coronavirus pandemic became clear, Underwood agreed to take over duties for a week while Robert went and checked in on his, on his wife in Arizona. That was a month ago. Now, Underwood is stuck in this ghost town that he bought. He's stuck under five feet of snow. Here's a quote. In the absolute worst case scenario, there's snowshoes here, and the road is seven miles long down a steep hill. Uh, But that's only going to get him to a 35-person town without a grocery store. And he's found himself out of breath after snowshoeing for just several yards. The closest town with a grocery store is actually 26 miles away. He's been melting snow for water. And while he's out of bread and vegetables, he has enough rice and canned tuna to get him until at least the snow thaws. He remains in good spirits for now, but a different type of spirit is also giving him trouble in this ghost town. Underwood claims that he was aware of the 22-building town's violent reputation when he bought it, adding that it had once had one murder per week. A TV show actually called Ghost Adventures once investigated the town and found that it was haunted by the ghosts of two children who died after being trapped in a closet. But that doesn't mean spooky things aren't happening in Cerro Gordo during the lockdown. Things are moving around. I'm seeing curtains move. I'm hearing things in the in the night, he says. There's no draft, but things drop inside of houses, I've noticed. In addition to a general ambiance of otherworldliness, a light in the bunkhouse keeps turning on, and his wallet recently disappeared for two days, only to reappear in the town hotel. He admits that was a bit freaky. For the most part, though, he says, I leave the ghosts alone, and they leave me alone. I try to respect their space. Anytime you're in a town and expect to see nothing and hear nothing, when you do, your mind is on heightened alert. Despite all the jitters, Underwood finds the town very beautiful, and the prospect of returning to society is not wholly appealing. He says, if I don't look at my phone or my computer, it's like nothing happened. When I do look at the news and I see how chaotic and terrible things are, there's a part of me that isn't in a huge rush to re-enter the world. Isn't that wild? This guy would rather stay in an abandoned ghost town than re-enter the world. I got to tell you, I don't blame him. I took a little trip out to Arizona to get away from uh, the beginning of the virus uh, as it unfolded in Los Angeles because it seemed a little crazy to me. I was getting – I was a little nervous. Um, not being able to buy things at the grocery store and people seem to be panicking. Uh, so I got out to the Arizona desert and I thought it was a lovely place to be during all this. I, I sort of understand where this guy's coming from. And, you know, looking at the photos of this ghost town, which I have been, uh, I think it looks great. It looks like an awesome place to be. I, I really think it's awesome. I checked it out on the map too. It's in the Eastern Sierra. It's a place I've driven up and it's beautiful up there. It really is just gorgeous country up there. Um, I I can say honestly that uh, it's a place I wouldn't mind being isolated. I I don't know if I can handle the ghost actions, but, uh, it looks like a beautiful place to be alone and think and write and and get my work done. And I could probably still record the podcast from up there. Anybody want to send me to a ghost? Anyone want to buy me a ghost town? I mean, (laughs) how about that? There's many ghost towns in California, guys. I'm sure some of them are for sale. What do you think? Uh, what do you guys think? Could you be quarantined? in an isolated spot like this, high up in the mountains where the nearest town that has a grocery store is like 26 miles away. The closest little village has a a total of 35 people in its population. I mean, could you do this? I feel like it's a great way to spend your time right now. Call the show. And now, my friends, to answer the question you've all had on your minds for many weeks now, can the coronavirus be spread through a fart? I know I've been wondering. The article says, The smell may be hell, but the mist could leave you pissed. Two Australian doctors are weighing in about the spread of the coronavirus down under. Whether it can be spread through farts, that is. During Friday's episode of the Australian Broadcasting Corporation's Coronacast, producer and host Dr. Norman Swan made a cautionary suggestion when it came to particles of feces set adrift within a fart and how it's related to the spread of COVID-19. Swan advised, No bare-bottom farting. Luckily, we wear wear a mask, which covers our farts all the time, he said, referring to your pants, your shorts, your dresses, your underwear, and other garments. I think that what we should do in terms of social distancing and being safe is that you don't fart close to others, and you don't fart without your bottom being covered. Meanwhile, Australian emergency physician Dr. Anthony Tagg also floated the question via Twitter, asking – so can the bottom-based emissions of someone with coronavirus be silent and deadly? Oh, sounds like a doctor with a sense of humor here. The doctor pondered whether flatulence itself is a, quote, aerosol-generating procedure. His determination? Yes. A recent study, in fact, suggested a post-flush toilet plume could even be cause for concern when it comes to spreading the coronavirus via aerosoled feces. Uh, plus scientists have confirmed that fecal oral transmission itself is an issue due to the presence of the virus in poop. That is why health officials in Oregon and New York have even cautioned against oral contact with feces during sex. I don't know why you would have oral contact with feces during sex. I don't know what kind of sex you're into, um, but, uh, yeah, be careful is what we're, what we're telling you. Maybe even have the toilet bowl closed when you flush. That could be an approach as well. I don't know. I'm not a scientist, uh. And uh, the the article does admit that there is, quote, not a great deal of research available in order to come to a firm conclusion about the perils of passing COVID while passing gas. Uh, They do reiterate, though, that uh, in a clothed person, it would be unlikely to be a significant route of transmission the flatulence. Where does that leave us? Well, a medical education site called Don't Forget the Bubbles suggests not throwing caution to the wind. Ha ha. They instead propose keeping your pants on and considering them part of your personal protection equipment. I agree. So look, guys, wear a mask and wear your pants. Now, I did a story last week about, uh, you know, people aren't wearing their pants when they're on Zoom doing meetings and working. I'd imagine a lot of people just aren't wearing their pants in general these days because you're, you're at home and you're like, why bother with the pants? Well, you know, if other people are around you and you think you might, you know, cut some wind, maybe have some pants on in your house. Okay. What about that? Oh, well, I hope you weirdos had a nice weekend. I hope you enjoyed the Florida Friday stories. Thanks to those who sent me Florida stories. I appreciate it so very much. I hope you're safe. I hope you had a nice weekend. Uh, getting through uh, you know, the weekend these days has been difficult for all of us. So I hope you had a nice time as best as you can with loved ones if possible. And uh, I hope I kept you somewhat entertained. Uh, I want to read a review someone gave me on uh, on. What is it? Oh, iTunes. Yes. Wakati wrote, uh, happy days. Hey, how are you? I'm Angel, born in Philadelphia from Puerto Rican parents. Now I'm living in Wisconsin for the last 15 years. My wifey and I listen to you every day. We listen to you just to make our day happy. And man, does it work. I love your podcast and not just for the funny jokes, but now I am trying the Anchor app just like you're promoting. And I'm so glad that you did because now I'm trying my best to start a podcast. You encouraged me and some of my friends at work so much that we are really trying to do our own podcast, but we will never stop listening to you. Stay safe and stay healthy no matter where you are around the globe. Love you. And thanks again. Peace out. your weirdos from the Midwest. Fantastic. I, I just love hearing from people like this. This is amazing. This is absolutely amazing. Trying out your own podcast using the Anchor app, ah exactly what I'd love for you to do. Look at, hey, all of us are bored, right? Uh, Some of us need a hobby, a new hobby, uh, a new little project to keep us busy and get us through this time where we're – some of us are isolated and trying creating a new uh, podcast or anything really that's artistic. I think is a great way to spend your time, and it doesn't cost anything to start a podcast. You know, you can completely do it for free. If you have an idea and you want to share it, all you really need is a phone. And I just love to hear people trying new things and starting a podcast is a is a great. It can be a very fulfilling thing. You know, I trust me. It's it's brought so much to my life this podcast. So many people have reached out to me. I've I've touched so many lives that I never thought I would before, just through my stand up comedy. You know, where I'm, I, I do a show in front of fifty people or a hundred, and that's a lot for me. Um, when I do a podcast, you know, thousands of people hear this, and that's just you know, I never thought it, I'd be able to do such a thing, and it's brought so much to my life. So you never know what you're gonna get out of things until you try. So thank you so much for reaching out with that. If you guys want to leave me a review, I love these things, man. They make me feel amazing. They're just so great to read as well. Um, you can leave me a review on Apple Podcasts uh, as well as Amazon, I believe. Yes, Amazon's a good place as well to leave a review, and I'll read them. Um, and yeah, it could be a bad review as well. If you got feedback from me, you don't don't appreciate all that I do. You don't you don't have to be mean about it, but <laughs> you know, I do get some uh, some criticism for sure, for sure, mostly on Amazon. And you know what? I'm grateful for it. I'm grateful for it all. You know, I I do. Sometimes it's unfounded. Sometimes I get their point. Got it. And uh, you know, I look to improve all the time on what I do, and and to make the experience better for all of my listeners. So uh, thanks again for reaching out. You can hit me up anytime on all the all the avenues. You know, Instagram at funny jones, Twitter at funny jones, Facebook it's comedian jonesy. You can email me funnyjones at gmail dot com. You have the number to the show, I believe. I left it a couple times. Um, And also I have a Patreon where I just posted a trailer to a documentary that I watched that I thought was really cool. Um, Just a suggestion for something weird and a little novel for you to watch and take in. Uh, Once a week, I think on the Patreon, I'll be posting something that I recommend that's weird and cool to either watch, listen to, or read. And I actually posted two things this week um, because I've just been, I had a lot of time on my hands and I'm I'm watching weird things, and so I thought I would share them somewhere, and what a great place. No no better place to share them than on the Patreon. Uh, so check that out, patreon.com slash weirdafnews. Listen to a bonus episode. Donate to the show. Keep us going, and uh, and keep listening to the show. I appreciate it. I will. Uh, you'll hear from me tomorrow, surely.
1: Oh, Jonesy. You may have gone too far, son. You know I'm a very busy man right now. I am an expendable employee. I, de- I deliver bread for a living. I am expendable, essential, whatever the big words that I don't understand are. But I've got to tell you, son, that wrestling is an essential <laughs> form of entertainment. Now, I'm not laughing because this is a silly thing to say. I'm just laughing because I can't believe you don't agree with me, son. I mean, you get got two men in the backyard and some tight spandex, and they're just belly the back suplexing each other over and over. In the name of the COVID virus to defend this great American freedom that we have that we are not sharing with the world. WrestleMania was filmed before a live studio audience for 40 years. Or 28 or where the hell it is, it? Somewhere in between. I don't really know, Jonesy. And that's probably why I have not become a professional wrestler. I gotta go. All right now, Jonesy. I may have gone off the rails on that last interview. Wait a minute. I'm not in an interview right now. I'm just talking to my friend Jonesy on the internet. Anyhow... Wrestling, wrestling keeps people regular, man. It's it's like it's like the it's like the musinex uh, 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 uh of entertainment, man. You take a little dab with your with your uh, well, not a dab because a dab is something totally different. You take a little dollop, a little dollop like some cream cheese or some sour cream. You take a little dollop of professional wrestling. It makes you regular for the rest of the week. It makes you not. Act the way you would do as if you hadn't had the wrestling. And if you're in Florida, damn it, Jonesy, you need wrestling. You need wrestling. You read every week the crazy shit that people do in Florida. How do you think they're going to act if they don't have their wrestling? All right now, Jonesy, I've been making some crazy attempts at getting through to you, man. I'm just saying, I've been driving through town. I ain't seen any of them damn barbecue Easter festivals you've been talking about. I mean, this is Easter weekend, man. I am a good Christian man. I do know that Easter is not just on Sunday. It is for a few days after or something like that. Anyway, but you do know, you do know, Jonesy, that wrestling is a 365-day-year celebration. And it just goes from highs and lows. You get your WrestleMania. Is the high and the low is Summerslam because everybody knows that Summerslam is a low, down, dirty way to make a living. And anyway, I'm not trying to cut a promo here. I'm just telling you. I'm just telling you that if I was a, if I was a more of a professional wrestler than I am, and I'm just, just bouncing myself off the backyard ropes in my backyard, off the El Camino, off the garage, and into the swimming pool. I tell you, this one, Jonesy? What am I saying? Am I making any sense right now, son? I don't know if I'm making any sense. Like, a- yay!